Hello, hello, hello. This is the Vanilla JavaScript Podcast. I'm Chris Ferdinandi. Thanks so much for joining me. Today, I want to talk about the most common myth in Vanilla.js. So back at the beginning of July, a popular programming education website sent out a marketing email titled, Beware of Vanilla.js. And in it, the author wrote, quote, but just Vanilla.js by itself is a dangerous road to take. No, it's not, for a multitude of reasons. So let's unpack them. The email in question cited a miniatures website. Uh, this is a website that sells little figurines that you can use for uh, role-playing games like D&D and things like that if you're a nerd like I am. And uh, it displayed the price to a U.S.-based visitor like this. One three nine comma zero zero dollar sign. Obviously, that's not um, a U.S.-based school. Maybe not obviously, depending on where you live, but that's not how U.S.-based currencies are formatted. Uh, so that should have been dollar sign one three nine dot zero zero instead of one three nine comma zero zero dollar sign. Uh, so the article goes, and how did this happen? Long story short, the developers decided to use a minimal amount of JavaScript and manage currency conversion and formatting themselves. And unfortunately, localization, like so many issues, has lots of nuances that aren't obvious if you just learn a little. You have to dig deep and almost become an expert. A lot of currencies use commas and many use, many use points. The placement of the symbol varies. Knowing these issues is just one of the many things you have to worry about in building an app. And on the surface, yes, those things are true, but the entire premise, or I guess the conclusion behind this, is flawed for numerous reasons. First, currency is hard, period. That's not a vanilla JS problem, it's a currency problem. My friend Sarah Dayan created a vanilla JS currency conversion plugin called Dinero JS. I'll drop a link to that in the show notes. And uh, she told me one of the hardest things about making it wasn't writing the code, but learning about how wildly different currency conversions are around the world. Currency in and of itself is a specialization. And if you need currency localization in your app, you don't need a framework. In fact, Angular is the only major framework that even has that baked in, and it's twice the size of React and Vue. So if you're using React or Vue or some other framework, you're still looking at doing your own thing or reaching for a plugin. You can also code in Vanilla.js and use Dinero.js for currency. There's nothing dangerous, quote unquote, about that. It's just an absurd statement. You can also use the browser native international number format method, which can localize currencies for you. It doesn't have as many niceties as Dinero.js, but it's very capable and the browser just gives it to you for free out of the box. And this all gets me to this big myth around Vanilla.js, which is that it means I wrote every single line of this myself, that it means recreating the wheel. That's bullshit. Vanilla.js means it's dependency free, that it uses native JS methods and APIs instead of requiring another library or framework to work. React and Vue components or jQuery plugins, they're not Vanilla.js because they don't work unless you also have React or Vue or jQuery installed. Dinero.js, that's Vanilla.js. Yes, it becomes a dependency for your project, but it has no underlying dependencies itself. You can drop it into any project using any framework or library or none at all, and it'll still work. You, lean on, uh, you can still lean on solutions from the people that have come before you and code in Vanilla.js. It's not some hero's quest to do it all by yourself. 
The other thing here is that libraries and frameworks bring their own issues. Popular libraries and frameworks come with lots of benefits. A lot of people use them, lots of people use them, find bugs and report them. They push patches and fixes, but that doesn't mean they're somehow, quote, less dangerous than Vanilla.js. As we already discussed, you can use popular Vanilla.js plugins that have lots of support and bug fixes. They're no less robust than a framework or library. But frameworks also come with their own dangers, fragility and performance. I can't stress this enough. The more JS you use, the slower and more fragile your app is, period. Frameworks slow down your first render. They cripple older devices and they run badly on slower networks. If they take too long, they time out and stop working entirely. And that's all JavaScript, but the more JS you use, the more likely it is to happen. And sites built with frameworks are more likely to have accessibility issues too. I'll drop links to all of this stuff down in the show notes so you can kind of dig into the sources if you want. The other thing here is that Vanilla.js is actually quite resilient. It isn't a dangerous road. It's, it's a resilient one. There are valid reasons to use a framework, but it should be the choice of last resort, not first. Vanilla.js is more performant than frameworks. It's powerful. It does a lot out of the box. It doesn't lock you into one tool forever unless you want to completely redesign all the things. Vanilla.js is a modern, sensible approach to web development. And you can turbocharge your development by pulling from other things, publicly available plugins and other source code when you need it, without having to rely on 30 kilobytes of JavaScript out of the box just to get started. So that's it for today's show. If you finally want to master JavaScript, head over to vanillajsguides.com and check out my pocket guides and video courses. Uh, they're short, focused, and made for beginners. And as a listener of this show, you can take 30% off with the code podcast at checkout. See you next time. Cheers.